Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hello, Satellite Sisters and Misters. Join us on Sunday, April 11th, for a very special Satellite Sisters virtual event to celebrate 20 years of sisterhood. All five sisters, Julie, Liz, Leon, Monica, and Sheila, will share stories and recollections. There'll be an interactive audience quiz, Q&A, and lots of laughs, and probably a few tears because this is Satellite Sisters. (laughs) Thanks to our friends at Sixth and I for hosting this event. For more information and tickets, visit SatelliteSisters.com and click on the awesome celebration graphic right there on the homepage. Okay, let's do this together, sisters. Three, two, one. Bring Bring your your Satellite satellite Sister. (laughs) And we'll see you there. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're happy to be here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer, and today is the paperback publication day of my book, The Sweeney Sisters. So I'm also, I think, the birthday girl today. Does that qualify, Liz? What do you think? Congratulations, Leanne. That is so exciting. It's such a beautiful, fun book. So yeah, well, more about that later. But yeah, this is Liz. I'm in Santa Monica in the second bedroom slash office slash recording studio. I'm good. I'm good. You know, little, little, little baby steps, baby steps on my end. Julie, how about you? Good. Well, first of all, congratulations, Leanne. Uh, I loved it as a hard hardcover book. I'm sure I'm going to love it as a paperback. So. <laughs> you can't have enough copies is what I would say to my sisters. You cannot own enough copies. That's true. Mm -hmm. I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm coming to you live and clear from my closet. You know, now I've lived and traveled all over the world. And in addition to being the big publication date for Leon, hey, there's some other good world news um, uh, for Vladimir Putin. He just locked down, signed a new law uh, yesterday that allows him to run Russia until 2036. Okay, that's that's a big long runway for him. Yeah, because he's now poisoned and or jailed (laughs) all his opposition. Mm. Uh, So it's free and clear to 2036. Okay, wow. That's it. Yeah, job security. He's not going to need Zip Recruiter, who is sponsoring (laughs) this week's show. No need there. No, no. He's all set. Just wanted to mention that. Just okay. wanted to, you know, we still have eyes on that situation. Okay. Thank you, Julie. Just Thank in you. case you've forgotten how terrifying that situation is. Thank you, Julie. All right. But because the rest of the show is completely not terrifying. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's sunny, it's springy, it's light and breezy today. Um, so first of all, we have a very special, uh, <laughs> a very special episode because two of our favorite stores there in Santa Monica that Satellite Sisters listeners mm-hmm. know have bit the dust. So we're going to yeah. have a tribute to two stores. Liz, yeah. you're handling that. It's going to be yeah. emotional, I think. Yes. Uh-huh. Institutions on Montana Avenue, just gone. It's uh-huh. sad. 
Mm-hmm. All right. But Julie, you're going to perk us up with some Tuesday trends, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I am, but I am incredibly skeptical about these trends I'm bringing you today. I don't, believe, the... I really, we're going, we're going to do a poll of some kind afterwards because <laughs> I really don't believe anyone is doing any of these three things. So I'm going to test it off uh, with you two sisters first. Yeah. Great. And then I have a health roundup. So it's nothing related to the global pandemic. It's just, okay. it's just easy breezy health things. I think <laughs> that are achievable for you. And uh, then let's see, we have an entertaining sisters, Liz, you've been busy reading and listening and streaming and um, mm-hmm. basically doing a short course on one particular theater director. So, yes. so just, just an amazing American artist who died a few years ago. There's a major new biography out about him. Like, I can't get enough of it, Leanne. Can't get enough of it. Okay. And then Julie, you have some issues with home decorating shows. So yes. we're going we're yeah. to hear about that, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a rant uh, planned for later in the show. Yep. All right. But first, I do want to say, again, The Sweeney Sisters is out in paperback. So that's my book that came out last spring in hardback. Now it's out in paperback. Big thanks to William Morrow. If you have a book club and you only read paperbacks, now's your chance. Uh, For for more information, you can find The Sweeney Sisters anywhere um, that you buy books. You can order it from your indie, which would be nice to stroll in. Order it if it's not there. Gets the book buyers. Oh, hey, what's this book? Um, And then over at my website, if you have a book club and you pick the Sweeney sisters, make sure you contact me. I'd be happy to zoom into your book club. Happy to do that. So that's, you know, I know you did the book clubs like last spring too. There's just so much to talk about in this book. It is super fun for a book club. There's all angles on sort of the literary lion aspect of it. And the the sisters and, you know, just the whole DNA, DNA test and hilarity ensues. There's a lot to talk about people. Mm -hmm. You know, and it never fails, Liz, that every book club I've done, every single one, someone has like raised their hand and said, oh, we found out we have a new yeah. sister or a new brother. Really? I'm, every that's, single one. I can't think of- That's a high percentage. It yeah. is. I, I can't think of one where someone didn't say, oh boy, we found this out. So it's also, uh, so there's a lot in there too. People spill some tea when they talk about this book. So um, I would love to do your book club. So that's over at leandolan.com. All right. Also, just a little um, shout out to live sports. <laughs> I mean, what are the what are the what what are those? Lane? I know. I mean, I, I feel, watch tennis. That would, but I haven't seen any other live sports. I like- just I, this. We really enjoyed March Madness this year. It was a real pick me up around the house. We have not watched a lot of live sporting events. I just don't even understand when the seasons are running. I, I don't like to watch the Masters in the fall and then have it again in the spring. I don't know why college football or high school football is now in my hometown, but um, we enjoyed that March Madness tournament, mainly because we're UCLA fans. So that was fun to see them make a great run. We also have a lot of friends and kids' friends who went to um, Gonzaga. So that was fun to see them. But congratulations to the Stanford women's team. They, that was a long drought for that team. And they, yeah, they, yeah. they won this year. And to Baylor, who won the men's title. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just exciting sitting on the couch watching live sports. Yes. <laughs> we just haven't done that in a long time. You know, I wasn't sure it was going to be so exciting, Leanne, because so much of the fun of the Final Four is all the students in the stands and like all of that. And so, you know, without that, I was like, really, do I care that much about these games? But there's just so much energy around college basketball. Right. Everyone was just having fun and working hard. It was thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward now to maybe some more live sports. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Are they right. doing Wimbledon this year? 
Uh, Julie, you're our tennis. I, I remember we missed it last year. Yes, right. nothing. We missed, it. we missed it. I mean, okay. some of the tournaments, not all of the tournaments. Okay. I read right. that there was a possibility they were going to delay the French Open because yeah. you know they're, I mean, they're, back, not, they're back in lockdown too. Right. So. right. It's not going right. well there in France. So, well, while you were inside watching TV, I was outside <laughs> this weekend, girls. Okay. I, you know, it was Easter weekend. Uh, I took a little trip right here in the big state of Texas and went to the Lake. Texoma. And guess where that is? That is right, very close to the Texas-Oklahoma border. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. One side of the lake is Oklahoma, one side of the lake is Texas. But what I really wanted to tell you about um, is that uh, we, uh, with my grandchildren, had a chance to go visit the Hagerman National Re uh, Wildlife Refuge. And we all know about national parks and we know about state parks and all of that, but I don't think I've ever been to a national refuge or wildlife refuge area. This might've been the first one. Do you realize there are 568 national wildlife refuges all over the country? It was oh. by Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, 1903. The one, the Hageman one was, uh, was founded in 1946. This is 11,000 acres. And it was just outstanding because you could, you know, there was a lot of birds to see. They had trails you could walk on, native plants. There were pelicans. Uh, we didn't see any bobcats, but they have a lot of bobcats in this area. Through over 300 different species of birds. And what I like about this is they have these national refuge. It's a whole system uh, and they're all over the country. There's an interactive map at US Fish and Wildlife Service. And you can go on there in, in your state. You can find one near you. How about that? Oh, I'm Liz, Sheila, whatever your name is, Julie. <laughs> Oh my whoa, gosh. Whoa, that was Woo. I am doing that right now. I'm on California and I'm looking at all my uh my refuges. But what is your name again? Boy, yes. we've been doing a lot of production work for for Sunday and that showed. Okay. <laughs> But this really, is this looks so, nice. this, uh, I, so it's a new recommendation. I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know about this. But if you haven't been to one, and I think a lot of people have taken up birding, right, over the pandemic. Yes. Seems like a lot of people have, yeah. Yes. So this was, you know, we had some binoculars and we were looking at birds. We didn't know what kind they were, but there were a lot of there were a lot of them, and it was just completely enjoyable. Well, you know, excellent signage and good paths to take, and uh, they even have an auto tour, so it's very accessible for all kinds of people, and uh, you can enjoy the nature and the wildlife, and uh, we're protecting, you know, uh, wetlands and uh, national, national wildlife, so I'm all for that. Great. That's a good map. Julie, yeah. thank you. That's a good tip. That'll be in the... Um... Did you have a link to that in the show notes? I'm Did sure I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can make that. We can make that happen. So yes. people can check it out. Okay. All right. Well, I have a, a brief report on um, this week's little victory. You know, since I broke my leg and my knee, the end of December, been trying to trying to build back, build back stronger. I think build back better. Isn't that the term? Building back better. So I warned you that last week my to do list was to try to get through my appointment with my orthopedic surgeon without crying. Mm -hmm. That was my goal <laughs> to channel my inner Lindsay Vaughn mm -hmm. and try to be tough enough to like get through it. And, um, Leon, you were a witness. I did, right. It was a very successful yes. appointment. 
Yes. Yes. I didn't cry. You didn't cry. Nobody <laughs> cried. That's it solid. was good. It's very solid. <laughs> yes. Even it's a lot. No, I mean, I'm not joking about that. I mean, right? Because right. Uh, some of you, you know, it's been tough, Liz, and yes. it does make you cry. Yes. Well, part of it is the physical pain, Julie. I mean, it cranks on my leg. Like, right. you feel like, isn't it going to snap now? Like, could this possibly be good? But it's all about stretching out. Anyway, so he, uh, it was a very successful appointment. We had a good discussion. He cleared me for weight bearing, which I know sounds like boring to everyone else. But for me, it means like there is a future of walking. That yeah. is very, that's really good news. I would love to be able to just like walk without any support. But for now, I'm on those dang crutches. Can I just say, could somebody invent something better than crutches? I'm just putting that out into the universe. Who yeah. decided that this was the best we could do? They're, they're, crutches are not that good. They're better than nothing, though. Anyway, so crutching around, crutching around, get putting a little weight on my left, on my left leg, which means, and this was my little victory for the week. Yesterday, I wore a shoe for the very first time on my left foot. How about okay. that? There you go, Liz. Actual shoe. Excellent. I hope it was a tap shoe. So you could just do a little little dance there. I had to remove the sock liner so I could cram my super swollen foot into it. I was like, guys, God is my witness. I am going to get my foot into the shoe. So that's what I did. Um, so, So that was good. Liam, thank you so much again for your help getting me to and fro. Those hospital appointments are a lot of transfers, right? A lot of, there's a lot of activity. In and out. It's yeah. just a lot happening. It's yeah. waiting room. There was yes. a couple in the waiting room. Julie just reminded me of mom and dad because Liz went off to get a, a, an x-ray. So I was just sitting there and out of, apropos of nothing, the older gentleman there, first of all, they have a full meal in the waiting room. They bring, <laughs> they're snacking, there's a meal. And then the older gentleman says to me, have you seen Mrs. Maisel, it's a great show. <laughs> That's good. Entertainment recommendation. Has to talk to someone. And I said, I I've seen the first season. How how does it go with the rest? <laughs> so, it was yeah, it was a very successful appointment, Liz. Yes, yes. So then on the way home, you know, my my home is not very far from UCLA Hospital. So you know, it's like four blocks. So I thought maybe we could take a scenic route or something, so I could see my neighborhood. I'm just a prisoner in my home most of the time. So uh, yeah, as Leon mentioned at the top of the show, I had heard from neighbors the two of our neighborhood institutions had bit the dust and i just we needed to eyeball them didn't we leanne we, we needed did. visual we needed confirmation eyeball these sites to see could it possibly be true that of all things drug town is gone right so i had heard the rumor i was hoping it was not true but it was true leanne right yes it was no more no more drug town now drug town was made famous on satellite sisters by our sister sheila when she lived in this neighborhood when she first moved to southern california she spent a lot of time at drug town yes, yes. <laughs> just not only a lot of prescriptions to fill but they had an extensive wind chime selection that mm-hmm. she enjoyed for some reason they had a jeans department that she would take advantage of so i know that we've had listeners who have come to the LA area and made a point making a pilgrimage to drug town just based on the amount of time we have talked about drug town. So anyway, it's sad. It's gone. An independent drugstore. How are you going to compete out there in this I don't world? know. Yeah. We well, spent, again, we spent a victim of the pandemic, right? Is that it just couldn't yeah. keep up. It's amazing. They stayed in business as long as they did, frankly. 
given yep. their approach to retailing. <laughs> it's just, but yeah. yeah. I mean, we used to go in there a lot with mom and dad too. When they yes. lived, they ended up moving into that area. And so you'd wait a long time for the prescriptions with mom and dad. So we all yeah. spent a lot of good time, quality time in drug town <laughs> at the wind chime display or the scented candles. Right. You could buy a macrame, macrame plant holders and lottery tickets, lottery <laughs> tickets. You know, our mom liked the lottery ticket. Yeah. So RIP anyway. drug town. RIP. Yeah, so they served the neighborhood well for decades. So you hate to lose businesses like that. Now in another category, because this is more of a national chain, but it's one that the satellite sisters have a strong emotional connection to our local, our Montana Avenue, Chico's gone, oh. closed, papered that, over. That no. was a good store for you, Liz. I mean, you got a lot of last minute tunics at that yes. point. Yes. <laughs> T-shirts. Uh, yes. The yes. best place ever for accessories, right? Yeah. I mean, those, oh my God. Oh my God. Necklaces, the earrings, anything you could get there. And the people are so nice that work in Chico's. Oh, they're so oh. nice in there. Yeah. They're basically like Satellite Sisters. Yes, right. They are yes. Satellite Sisters. Yes. So we first created this, you know, our emotional connection to Chico's came when, believe it or not, we were the opening act for Oprah on a national tour she was doing way back in the day. It was called the Hello Gorgeous Tour. And Chico's was one of the sponsors of the tour. So they offered to outfit all of the speakers. Now, most of the other speakers were like, mm, I'm good, thanks, mm, no. But we just, all five of us, we just signed right up for the Complete Chico's Makeover, didn't we? Yes, we couldn't believe it. I mean, we were psyched. It was like multiple outfits. We were going to be changing. We had the black and white story at one point because there's five of us that had us in all like shades of black and white mixed together uh, with scarves, with necklaces, pants. Oh, yes. Pun. Remember, belting was a major belting. trend, or they told us it was, so we went with it. The oh, we belt. had to push up our sleeves. Remember, that was key <laughs> to all the outfits, is that you had to scrunch up the sleeves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I learned so many important style tips from working with Chico's, yes. <laughs> they were great. Yeah, about elongating your neck. There was a lot of trying to elongate various parts of our body with Chico's. Minimize and elongate. There right. was, there were both, both of those things were going on. Yes. And we yes. had so much fun. We went into their store in San Diego. The first week of the tour was in San Diego. So that's when we all got outfitted. I had an outfit that was a white jean miniskirt and a white jean jacket. I had a jean on jean look. <laughs> I've totally forgotten about that. That sounds young and fresh. I was then, Liz. I was. <laughs> I was. Yes. The, the, the woman who was the head stylist there, we remember her name. Her name was Cher. Yeah. And Cher just took such great care of us. And I mean, we're going on about this. Chico's has never sponsored our show or anything. No. No. We just had this one great, fantastic interaction with the people of Chico's, mm -hmm. and we were forever bonded. So, yeah. so yeah, it was nice to have one right here on uh, Montana Ave, and I'm sorry to say they're gone. I did do a check to make sure they weren't going out of business or anything, and they're not. So it could just be, you know, a real estate issue. But that's, I mean, know. Liz and Leon, there's one not too far from my house. So um, when you come okay. to Dallas, you can... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want you to get too far away from Chico's. You, you'll have an opportunity to visit. I'll add that to any tour you do here in Dallas. Okay. Right. All right. Well, well they email me every day, so I'm not that far away <laughs> from them. So RIP Drugtown, RIP 
local Chico's. You were great assets to the neighborhood while we had you. Thank yeah, you. And great material for satellite sisters. So yes. thank you. <laughs> yes. You know, Liz, we're taking a little trip down memory lane, but I think that is because we have been preparing for this week, this Sunday, the big 20th anniversary celebration of sisterhood is this Sunday, April 11th. Uh, it is all five sisters in a virtual event put on by an arts organization called Sixth and I. It is a ticketed event and we are close to a sellout, which is really the opposite of what we thought was going to happen uh, <laughs> when we first planned this. So thank you to everybody who's already purchased their tickets. Uh, we are prepping. We had a dress rehearsal yesterday. Yes. There, were, there were slideshows involved. There were cues, you know, people are I think, well, Leanne, I think once we heard how many tickets had been sold, we <laughs> like, wow, we got to pull ourselves together here. That's a lot of people. This is not a Zoom cocktail party. This is an actual produced Satellite Sisters event because there were so many tickets sold and we would love to sell out. So there's still time to buy your ticket. If for some reason you can't make that time because I don't know, maybe you have a life or maybe you live in a foreign country or a different time zone. Uh, we did confirm that if you buy a ticket to the show, um, you will get a link in an email the next day and you can watch a recording of the show with a password. So if you're ticketed, you're all going to get that link and you can rewatch it. Or if you can't make it live on Sunday, you can watch it at your leisure. So that's great news too. So if that was what was stopping you from buying a ticket, go, go for it and do that. But we are ready. We're walking down memory lane. We're doing mm -hmm. some new stuff. We're having mm -hmm. a trivia contest. There'll be, you know, we're bringing back some, some fave segments and we're forging ahead with new segments. And again, the aforementioned slideshow, which is, is a, I mean, we have some new shots in there. Those are, it's going to be good. And those so, other two sisters are showing up, right? Yeah. Monica and Sheila, they'll Monica, be like, yeah. yeah, they're ready to Very go. Very excited. They've been rehearsing on their own. That's yeah. easy. <laughs> So fantastic. So in preparation for that, um, we are going to be doing a Facebook live cocktail event this Friday night. We're, uh, we're, you know, going back to drinking with Liz. Uh, my son Colin has created a special cocktail uh, for all the satellite solid gold satellite sisters out there called the Golden Buzz. We're going to have a non-alcoholic version. We're just going to be making that on Facebook Live on Friday night, right, Liz? That'll be fun. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you can watch for us. If you're not, that's a good reason to join the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And we will just pop up. Now, we agreed to do that at 5 Pacific eight Eastern time, right, Leanne? Friday right. night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't think drinking on the West Coast any earlier than five was a good idea. So <laughs> it's a little late for that. responsible role model. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't think my son drinking earlier than five would be good. But um, if you were, uh, I would also subscribe to Pep Talk and we'll have the recipes and Pep Talk and all the information about everything you need to know for Sunday and links to everything thing and uh at, at pep talk our newsletter so go to satellitesisters.com so yeah because the cocktail is so we can all have a toast on sunday right right so yes just, you know we want everyone to be prepped and partying wherever you are yes we're very excited it's very exciting yeah i got really excited <laughs> doing our our dress rehearsal it was just yeah it's been a long time 20 years right and we want to celebrate with you 
Yes, absolutely. So for all these links and everything, just go to SatelliteSisters.com. Mm-hmm. You'll see a big graphic on our homepage that says, you know, 20th anniversary celebration. Just click on that. That will take you to the tickets. You can subscribe to Pep Talk at SatelliteSisters.com. You can find everything you need to know, all of our shows and everything like that. If you want to prepare for the trivia contest <laughs> to play <laughs> along at home, you might want to be listening to some older shows, some newer shows. It's, it's a wide range of questions. So, um, so go to SatelliteSisters.com. I know we're ready. We're ready. Okay. We are ready. Oh, oh, some people have asked, people who have ordered the premium pashmina have asked when you're going to be getting those. Yes. Those will, those will, a good question. They're coming, people. They're coming. I mean, it's just us, right? But, right. So that will all, all of the orders will get filled after the show. We need to know the total number of orders we have before we start filling the orders. So hang in there. They're, they're going to be coming. We promise. They're going to look great. They're beautiful. Um, but pe- some people thought we'd be shipping them out as soon as they ordered their tickets. And that is not the case. So after the show, we start filling all the orders. Right. And we do have an actual... Clothing designer working on the yes the embroidery. Liz has a friend who's a clothing designer, so he is yeah. working on that for us. So it's not kick it's it not just going to be Helvetica people. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna say solid gold satellite sisters. It's gonna look great. <laughs> we tried to Photoshop our way into a solution, and it just yeah. was not. It was, didn't have the premium look that we really were going for. No. So it's going to be worth the wait is what we're saying. <laughs> thank you for your patience and thank you for ordering. Uh, all right. Um, when we come back, we are going to have um, some health trends and some Tuesday trends and just more fun here on Satellite Sisters. So stay with us. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. Yeah, (laughs) either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right, we're back. We're back, you know, and it's on, it's Tuesday. So I'm bringing some trends and usually with trends, 
the reason I like to do this segment is because I, I feel like it keeps us in the know. You know, I like every all the Satellite Sisterhood should really be up on what's going on. Yes, but the three yes. trends I'm bringing today, I'm just a little bit skeptical about that these... <laughs> this is actually happening. And I'm not sure I'm going to recommend any of these, but I'm just alerting. I, I want you to be on the lookout. So the first one is, and this is, you can blame it on Netflix, the Bridgerton series, mm-hmm. that apparently corsets are back. Oh, <laughs> come on, people. Don't do that to yourselves. Okay. We talked last week about no more high heels either. Come on. No corsets. Well, Liz, they, you know, they're saying this trend is because there's been this strong corrective turn uh, to after a year in sweats. Like people just want to take the sweats off and they want to wear something super sexy. And we all saw Bridgerton. That was super sexy. So put yeah. that corset on. Okay. People want to go out. They want to party. And there's nothing that says party more than, I guess. <laughs> more than not being able to breathe or speak or sit down. Yes. Corsets are repressive. They're restricted. Yes. They're yes. misogynist. Yes. Uh, they yes. certainly don't look right when you wear them over a shirt. Have you seen that one? <laughs> that is just not right. I don't, I don't know what that is, but please don't do that. And so I just feel like I am not Madonna. We are not Madonna. I think you should stay away from corsets, but yes. let yes. me know if you see anyone in a corset. Okay. Okay. Well, speak for yourself. I am Madonna sometimes. So <laughs> I... I'm going to Google corsets right now. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. I just think I just think this pandemic has given us like a once in a lifetime opportunity to completely break with the past. Yeah. Like the no more high heels, no more corsets. Like we haven't we learned? So that's what that's what I'm adopting. Complete break with the past. Okay. Well, then maybe you're you're going to miss this next uh, trend, Liz, because it's it's straight from the past. Uh-huh. Hula hoops. <laughs> hula hoops for adults okay we're not going to the gym we're sick of we're sick of being on our yoga mats we want to do some other exercise we want to be outside so now people are taking adults are taking up hula hoops in fact so many people were buying hula hoops that there was a hula hoop shortage in July. there was they were all stuck in the suez canal or something I don't know, Liz. Okay, there weren't enough. TikTok has been helping, okay, because apparently there are videos of adults using hula hoops, and it helps to, you know, reduce stress. Just shake off that stress. Now, were you good with a hula hoop, Leanne? Yes. Okay, you were. Liz, how about you with a hula hoop? Not so good, but... Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I yeah. never, ever really became one of the good hula hoopers. But I, I think they're fun. I have no beef with hula hoops. I, I do not consider them to be um, regressive or misogynistic or <laughs> a tool of the patriarchy. But they're clearly from the past. Like, they're from the past, but they're fun. Okay. All right. So, um, there, so you can get um, weighted hula hoops for adults. Uh, and perhaps we can get some shots or some videos on our Facebook group or other places uh-huh. of people using hula hoops. Okay. Can I just say, only because we've been thinking about shows from the past, I believe Sheila Dolan came to us with this hula hoop trend yes. like 10 years ago. Did we not have this exact yes. same conversation? Yes. yes. Heavy hoops. Yes. Yep. Heavy yeah, hoops. hoops. That's right. Heavy so hoops. this is just big hoop. Uh, <laughs> 
coming back. Every 10 years, Big Hoop decides they're going to make another play for pretending it's a trend again. So I'm not against it, but you know. But you can see how it fits. Like you're you're so desperate to try something else. For sure. Okay. Okay, Third trend I wanted to mention today, and this is, uh, is outdoor scents. Okay. Apparently it is not enough to go outside and smell fresh air or in Leon's case, flowers in the backyard, that really, if you're going to be planning your next outdoor gathering, okay, that you really want to include outdoor incense. What? Okay. Oh, yeah, see, that's exactly what I said, Liz, <laughs> Leon. I mean, the futility of trying to scent fresh air, I don't really get, right? Yeah. I mean, or if I'm trying to, it's going to be the scent of off in my case. Yes. That's, that is the only thing. Or the flowers. Or, or the, the flowers, you know, yes. The fire. I, yeah, whatever yeah. you got going. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. this adds to another dimension, another layer, Leanne. You're the obvious choice to try this. Okay, I'm okay. going to stick with the off sticks in my backyard because yeah. we have skeeters here. But uh, I want you to get some incense, okay, and put it in various locations and see see if it adds to the mood in your backyard. It's just not going to. Plus, like in California, our air is dirty enough. We do not need to add incense to. But okay, Jewel, I'll take your word for it. Okay, what is well, it like pine? Is that or yeah, sage? pine, but it could also be some dark uh, earthy, you know, uh, uh, smells as well. That okay. Adds to it, okay, that I don't know. Party planners, hotels, spas, they, uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they swear by this. That they is- need a signature scent those places. Yeah. Right. It's part of their branding. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you need to brand your backyard, Leah. <laughs> I, or, or Julie. I think if off is your brand, part of your brand identity, yeah, that yeah. makes people feel safe. That, I think that's good in these yeah. times. I, I think most of these trends now are just, um, like all of us, they're just, uh, they're digging deep in the, those plastic bins <laughs> for, for ideas, right? Okay. okay, okay. Because you are our trend spotter, I thought that, and when I saw this in the New York Times over the weekend, I'm just a, this is a trend that somebody who writes for that paper thought, I have nothing to say. I can't think of one more thing to write when nothing is happening in the world. So I want to run this by you, sisters. Could this possibly be a trend? And I would like to say that somebody already posted this in the Facebook group with the same kind of question, like, what? So here was the headline. Dogs can have a little charcuterie as a treat. And the trend is, there's a photo and it says, a plate of dog treats arranged by Heather Rader. These snack boards, known as barcuterie, <laughs> have, gained, have gained purchase with doting pet owners. Okay. I just don't okay. believe any part of that sentence. I believe, it's a, <laughs> I believe it's a plate of dog treats arranged by Heather. It looks lovely, Heather. But are, people have really started calling this barcuterie. Uh, it's gaining purchase with doting pet owners. I don't know. You guys are both doting pet owners. So I wanted to know how many snack plates, you know, because Leon, you, you, you called cheese boarding way at the front end of the cheese. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It did. So have you been engaging in any barcuterie at your house? I am just laughing because the other day an Easter, you know, my father-in-law took one of my deviled eggs and in 
three seconds, Steffi had that deviled egg in her mouth. Like she just <laughs> walked over to it like he had put the plate down for her. So she would enjoy barcuterie, but she, I'm not doing it for her. It wouldn't last yeah. long is all I, I mean, have to I, say. Same thing, Liz. I have a lab. You know what a lab would do with a plate of food? <laughs> First, it would be inhaled. The food would be inhaled. And then he'd carry the plate around in his mouth for, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it just seems like it's also training a dog to do exactly the wrong thing. Right. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Stuff off trays. Yes, you, that you are on if you, the table. Certain dogs, you can't put food on a coffee table. No, no, right. no. no that, they don't understand that. Right. Yeah. Labstone. No, they yeah. just think that's for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this article is... said their popularity seems to be growing thanks to new companies selling dog friendly snack boards, the proliferation of how to posts on pet blogs, and people seeking creative outlets for their stress. The only part of that sentence, I believe, are those last five words. Creative outlets for your stress. There are no facts in that last sentence. None. I believe that barcuterie is birthed of a complete lack of anything else to do. (laughs) And of course the dogs like it. Right. (laughs) There you go. You've got your assignment for the week. Strap on that corset. Get yourself a big hoop. Okay. Get some incense and there, get your barcuterie. Show us your barcuterie board. There you Ooh, go. All right. Uh, hey, you know, I have a health roundup. So uh, thanks to Health Magazine. Thanks to six months of Health Magazines that I was able to read this weekend um, for some of these great tips. And it, don't worry, it does not involve needles. It's nothing too stressful. It's just, it's just vaguely factual health tips. So here you go from Health Magazine. You know what's a great thing to do? Garden. A lot of people have been discovering gardening during the pandemic and researchers tell us that gardening produces a bushel of benefits. You like that? A bushel. That's some some good writing, Health Magazine. Okay. A 2020 study involving almost 8,000 people in England, they're mad gardeners. They love their gardening there, found that gardeners reported better health, greater psychological well-being, and more physical activity than non-gardeners. Hmm. Okay. Psychologists say that gardening outdoors creates a natural calm. Our levels of the stress hormone cortisol drop. So that's good. I always find that. Gardening can actually reduce the symptoms of anxiety and depression in actual studies. So that's pretty great. Mm -hmm. When you're digging those potatoes or you're planting something, you're working up a sweat, you're out there getting your vitamin D in the sunshine, and then you get to harvest it. So gardeners also consume more fruits and veggies. So there you go. I mean, and then Liz, I know you were just about to ask this, so I'll answer it for you. (laughs) And what does gardening do for our gut health? I mean, (laughs) it's the only kind of health I'm, I'm I'm interested in anymore, gut health. And doctors believe that billions of microbes are living in the garden and yeah. it's really important to keep us healthy. So I don't know. I guess you're just opening your mouth and they can just get into just, your mouth. I, that doesn't sound great, but. Just a little <laughs> bit of dirt is good for your system. Exactly. Well, Leon, I feel like every part of that story is vaguely believable. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I did not make me want a garden at all. Okay. I know you're just not a gardener. No, 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 no. I admire gardens. I enjoy yeah. gardens, uh, appreciate them, but I don't want a garden. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, I love my garden. I use it for all those reasons. So, uh, so if you've just taken up gardening, stay at it, stay at it. Okay. Liz, Julie, I know you're wondering, I wish I could put more sauerkraut in my diet. Is that what you've been thinking? Cause again, yeah, fermented yeah. foods are beneficial for gut health. Gut health. I, I've always loved sauerkraut. Yes. Tell yeah. me more. 
Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, it's full of vitamins and probiotics, Julie, but you can't get the stuff in the jars on the regular, uh, and the regular shelves, okay? Because they have just cooked and preserved the heck out of that. So it doesn't really have these maximum probiotics they're talking about. You oh. have to look for the raw sauerkraut in the refrigerator section, mm -hmm. okay? And here's the gross and good news. It's continuing to ferment right there in front of your eyes, that raw sauerkraut. So oh. here's what Self Health Magazine suggests. What am I going to do with all that sauerkraut? How many times can I eat pork and sauerkraut? Not yeah. every night, but oh. you can add a dollop to your burger, okay? If you want a bit of tang on your burger. Yeah. Julie, okay. this, this made me think of you. Chop it and mix it into potato or egg salad for a briny flavor. Mm, okay. Tuna, okay. maybe okay. tuna salad for you? No, no, uh, no. That's a bridge too far land right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about top off your eggs or avocado toast or add it to a breakfast burrito? Hmm? Are we suspicious like yet? Okay. This is going to put, this is going to put you over the edge. Mix it into brownie batter for extra moisture and a coconut like texture. Okay. Stick with the pork roast, please. <laughs> I think this is the best solution. Throw it into your cauliflower mash for a lower carb side dish. Okay. Oh. Sold. Sold. Yeah, okay. Magazine. Okay. That yeah. sounds totally legit. All right. Moving on. Uh, let me see. I got to open up another magazine list. These are so many. So okay. many. Wow. So, so much health happening in your house. So much. Okay. <laughs> uh, barefoot workouts. All right. I've actually been doing a lot of barefoot workouts over the last year because I've been doing it upstairs in my bedroom, which is carpeted and you can't yes. really wear shoes. So I've been doing my dance workouts up there, both my group class and my rumba. Uh, it's not particularly good for ballroom dancing uh, carpets, but anyway, and my yoga. So you're wondering should you, you know, is it a good thing to barefoot exercise? Are there any benefits? Mm -hmm. And according to Dr. Ragland, Yolanda Ragland, thank you. She's a, a, a podiatrist. Podiatrist? Well, she podiatric reconstructive surgeon. I could use some of that. I just don't know how to say it. I don't know. Anyway, exercising while barefoot can be advantageous to your feet. Uh, engaging in low impact exercises barefoot on forgiving surfaces like sand, grass, cushion mat uh, can bolster muscular structures that surround the bones, promoting outer joint stability and maintaining inner joint integrity and motion. Reinforcing foot fitness, foot fitness list, something mm. else to put on your list, but okay. health and yes, foot fitness <laughs> will promote balance and improving the alignment of the muscular and bony structures in the foot. I mean, she sounds like a very smart doctor, doesn't she, Dr. Raglan? So right. there you go. That's the final word. Go for it. Low impact. You're working on your feet. You're doing some foot fitness. She doesn't say if it's going to make my bunions go away. I think that's where the reconstructive surgery comes in. <laughs> All right. And finally, Julie, this made me think of you. Okay. There is a new tennis elbow out there. Oh. And it's... It? It, so well, it's not good. Uh, no. Caused by tennis or... No. Caused by... Uh, uh, smaller desks at home working on the computer, the uh -huh. whole work from home lifestyle has been really bad uh, for tendonitis because people have bad chairs and bad desks and bad workplace situations. And this has created uh, some, it's tennis elbow, but from your computer. Oh, so, that's terrible. I yeah, know it's too bad, right? From work, you want to get tennis elbow from tennis. That right. is that's the way to get it. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take a break every 30 minutes. Okay. To prevent this, you're going to walk around with your arms hanging down. Just let them hang to increase the blood flow to your hands. Use okay. one hand to pull the fingers on the other hand. 
Yeah. Pull it back and enjoy that stretch. Yeah. Do your shoulder rolls. I hope you're doing these at home, Julie. Yeah. Uh, make a fist with your hand and then bend your wrist forward and backwards. And mm -hmm. if you have a tennis ball, it's where the tennis comes in. Try squeezing it 25 times. So oh, there you that's go. good. Yeah. You're going to be pretty busy during the day with the barefoot dancing and these and yeah. putting sauerkraut and everything. In your brownies. Yeah, there's, there's no, really going to be no time for work. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to walk around with my hands down and the crutches. That's <laughs> No, don't try that, Liz. I'm, I'm going to have to save this one, Leanne, till full recovery. Liz, I think foot fitness is your focus. <laughs> okay. Right oh, you should be your focus right now. I'm signing up for foot fitness and sauerkraut, but not gardening or tennis elbow. Corsets. <laughs> or corsets. <laughs> okay. Ooh, it's a lot for people's to-do list this week. All right. Stay with us. Uh, we have some entertaining sisters recommendations, but first we want to thank a couple of sponsors. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay. And we are back. Oh, you guys, I have some Facebook notes from last week. We had a couple of follow-ups to some of the things we talked about. First of all, remember last week, it was a throwaway comment as most of my commentary is these days. Like. <laughs> um, uh, I never took typing. Oh, we were talking about college admissions and Julie, yeah. you were mocking me for do doing my college applications in pencil. And yes. it's because I never took typing because I took an extra quarter of La an extra section of Latin. Well, I did not realize that this was a binary choice for many people out there, <laughs> Latin versus typing. Liz piped in, uh, listener Liz. She said, listening to this week's episode and Leon Dolan, I also never took typing. My mom made all of us take Latin. To fit it into the schedule, we had to take it 
before school at Ooh. 7 a.m. They called it zero period. Liz, oh, God bless wow. you. You're wow. a better person for it, Liz. Who needs to type? <laughs> I mean, it's not like we spend any time on keyboards. We spend so much time conjugating those verbs, don't we, Liz? So. <laughs> A lot of other people mentioned that. Also, Julie, you did that very thoughtful segment on college admissions, and you put forth this idea like the admissions are so crazy now that we should just have a lottery system. A lottery. Yeah, yeah. it would be as fair and give people access uh, to colleges. Yes. Well, Shelly wrote just sort of a harrowing, sad story about her super qualified daughter that just she felt like didn't even get a good look at some of these really top engineering schools she wanted to go to. She has great opportunities and full tuition at state schools, but she totally would have signed up for your lottery, Julie. Yep. She felt like it would have seemed a lot more fair to her daughter. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so we'll keep working on that, Julie. Okay. Don't let that idea go. It's a I big won't. idea. Okay. And then, you know, we love musical theater here at Satellite Sisters. We're about to hear a little bit more of it with Liz's uh, entertaining sisters pick. But my friend Caroline put this on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And so we want to deputize some people in a gunquit Maine. I know we have listeners in Maine. Mystic Pizza, the musical is coming out. Okay. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This was a great movie from out of the 80s, set in a pizza place in Mystic, Connecticut. There were some horrific Connecticut accents, and some great 80s hair. And it's horrific hair, I would say. Great hair. But it's a classic. And it's one of those, it's really, really not gotten better with age, but it's gotten more special with age. So originally, Melissa Etheridge was slotted to write the score to this musical, but now it's going to include classic songs by Melissa Etheridge, as well as a host of other 80s and 90s icons, including, I mean, this is my playlist, The Bangles, Wilson Phillips, Belinda Carlisle, John Cougar Mellencamp, wow. Morrison. Oh yeah. Mike and the Mechanics. I mean, come on. <laughs> Mike and the Mechanics. So it is premiering this summer at the Agunquit Playhouse in Agunquit, Maine. So we want to hear from you. Who's going? Who's taking one for the team and going to see Mystic Pizza, the musical? Let us know on the Facebook group. Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear about that. Sure. Why not? Let's try it. Right. But the more musicals, the better. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. So speaking of theater, like my recommendation this week in Entertaining Sisters is a biography that I listened to because you know how much I love Audible uh, in the past week. It's the new biography of Mike Nichols. It's called Mike Nichols, A Life by Mark Harris. And Mike Nichols is one of the rare winners of the EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. He's an actor director, producer, sort of a man about town slash raconteur, just, you know, someone who was on the cultural scene for like my entire life. He died several years ago, but he first burst onto the scene um, in theater, directing a number of Neil Simon's early plays. He directed Barefoot in the Park, oh. The Odd Couple, Plaza Suite, uh, films, his, his first film, he made The Graduate, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, oh Silkwood, The Bir Birdcage, Angels in America. Um, and, and people always say about Mike Nichols that he never had one style. That's why he, um, he was such a genius. He could do anything. I didn't know until I read this book that he's the one that saved Annie, Leon, one of your Oh, my like, gosh. I didn't really? know that. I didn't Annie, realize that. 
Annie was struggling in previews at the Goodspeed Opera House in Connecticut, where we've been many times with our parents would drag us there. And it was not doing well at all. And so they brought him in to try to fix and save the show, which he did. He also did spam a lot, just FYI. So, you know, like here's one guy who did the gamut from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf to spam a lot. Who is that guy? Who could possibly yeah. do all that? Right. So that's what makes this book so fascinating. He arrived, he was um, six years old when he arrived as an unaccompanied minor in America with his three-year-old brother. His family was fleeing uh, Nazi Germany. They were German wow. Jews. Mm-hmm. They had already fled. Yes. Did you know, know that? No, no I did no. not know that. So he, uh, he arrived in America on a ship in 1939 um, with his little brother. His father was already here. So then his mother didn't come because she was sick. She ultimately joined them. But then his father died when he was just 12. So he kind of grew up poor in New York City. And then get this. He had had an allergic reaction when he was a kid to a whooping cough shot. So did you know that Mike Nichols was permanently hairless? I mean, that's a, it seems like a weird. he had blonde hair. I Those were that. all wigs, Julie, all wigs, his whole life. Really? Yes. So it's he, a, he it's a weird Diane Sawyer with a wig on? Yes. Wow. yes. It's, it's a weird detail, but it actually had quite an effect on him, according to biographer Mark Harris, over the course of his life, especially because he was bullied so much when he was young. So... Anyway, he had all of these crazy successes that I just told you about. He also had many like spectacular failures. Everything in this book is detailed, like down to like really fascinating behind the scenes details. So if you love knowing more about what does a play director actually do? How does a play get staged? How does it get cast? How do they decide what the sets are? This is the book for you. If you don't care about any of those things, this is not the book for you. But it's just like <laughs> understanding how someone can transform a play that already exists. You know, the text exists and say like Arthur Miller wrote it, you know, because of course he did Death of a Salesman at the end of his career. Uh, like, so like you're going to come in and you're going to improve on that somehow. How does that happen? What is the artistic process uh, by which that happens? So this book goes into it in great detail. I just thought it was fascinating. He also had very serious bouts with depression and drug addiction. And so it goes into that in detail. But then all-star cast, all-star cast in the book of the the author interviewed 250 people. So you've got your Meryl Streep, your Stephen Sondheim, your Robert Redford, your Tom Hanks, your Candace Bergman. He dated Gloria Steinem. Uh, he was writing partners with Emma Thompson, Annette Bening, uh, Lauren Michaels. I mean, the whole thing. Like, it is just a cavalcade of people that um, have interesting things to say about a fascinating person. So I really enjoyed the book, but then it also sent me down this Nichols and May rabbit hole on YouTube. Because <laughs> that's how he first became famous, is half of the comedy duo with Elaine May. So Mike Nichols and Elaine May sort of revolutionized comedy uh, early in uh, their lives. And so, and I didn't really didn't know any much about them. 
And so I started looking at all of the videos that you can find on YouTube that is either early Nichols and May routines, which I recommend, or this one that yes. I'm going to... You went deep. Here. I did. I did. Yes. Julie, okay. it just, it's like a PhD thesis you've done for us today. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So I'm just going to recommend one. I'm going to put it in the show notes. The speech Elaine May gave to salute Mike Nichols at the American Film Institute Lifetime Achievement Award is one of the funniest speeches I've ever heard in my life. Oh, oh wow. Oh, I, I'm, I, now yes. I'm in. I yes. mean, I want to read this okay. book anyway. But, yes. Oh, my God. And it is based on the true premise, sister. So this was her comedic premise, and it is true. Albert Einstein was Mike Nichols' cousin. So she starts there in her... Wow hilariously comedic salute to Mike Nichols. Anyway, that's the book. Uh, if you love theater, if you love movies, Mike Nichols, A Life by Mark Harris. I highly, highly recommend. Okay. Okay, Ooh. Liz, that is quite the recommendation. Thank yes. you very much. Okay. It's just so jam-packed with details, Julie. You cannot believe like, oh my God, he also did that. Like, just unbelievable. Um, and firing people like halfway through a play. How does that happen? Fascinating. Okay. Okay. So that's the good news. Mike Nichols' biography was great. Here's some bad news. Okay. Uh, this past Thursday night was the season premiere of Top Chef Portland, right? Season 18, Top Chef Portland, Oregon, people. I was so excited. You know, I, I enjoy Top Chef. I haven't seen every single season, but this one I was ready for. I go to my TV. I have a million TV channels and streaming yes. services. You and are a TV exec, former TV executive. Former TV executive. How is it possible that on my entire TV, I do not get Bravo the channel at all? And there, I thought, well, it must be on Hulu. I went over there. Nope. Well, it must. Be, well, NBC Universal owns Bravo, and that Peacock is there. I go to Peacock. Nope. I had no access to the new Top Chef. How is that possible? I, I, I it must have that. been a bad night at Liz Dolan's. Well, it was. It was. But I rallied Julie. You know what I did? What? What? Because on Peacock, I did have access to the previous seventeen seasons, and as I mentioned, I have not seen all of the seasons. So season ten was Top Chef Seattle. I had never seen that, so I decided to watch Top Chef Seattle. And just pretend it was Portland. It's Pacific Northwesty <laughs> enough. I mean, they're working with Dungeness Crab yeah. and, you know, Squall. It's cold and rainy. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought Seattle, close enough. And I went with that. So mm -hmm. I'm now like seven episodes in due to Top Chef season 10, Seattle. And I'm <laughs> super enjoying it. So Liz, it you made lemonade out of lemons there. I'm proud of you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, well, you know, I think I think for many of us over the last year, we've turned to like a genre of entertainment to sort of help us navigate through this all, right? I mean, Liz, for you, maybe it's Top Chef. Uh, Ali and I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, Law and Order at your household or, you know, another series. But for me, admittedly, I have overindulged in home makeover shows, okay? <laughs> I, just, I just have. I, I mean... <laughs> Here's the reason why, because they resolve all problems in 30, 30 or 60 minutes. Right. They always have happy endings, right? But here's, yes. here's what I'm here to talk to you about today. And I'm not proud of it, but I cannot watch another demo day. I have come <laughs> to despise those demo days. Okay, first of all, we learn nothing 
from, about home remodeling, repair, or design when they spend all that time like knocking down walls. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a real focus on violence. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's, they are just so staged and even more staged because they always have the wimpy homeowner awkwardly holding a sledgehammer with an ill-fitting pair of goggles on or a hard hat. Okay. (laughs) Don't like that at all. I'm sick of it. Okay. Sick of it. Okay. I don't want to see any more skinny women in yoga pants holding a big (laughs) sled. It's how I'm over it. It's a safety hazard. I watch this. I don't know what is the old lifeguard in me or whatever. Uh, When they're kicking down walls and, you know, that's not safe. That's not the way it's done because, because actually they have demo teams that come in after the hosts and the guests leave to really take down the stuff. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like I would take a short. See, see, this is bad, isn't it? I can hear you. No, really, this is exactly this is exactly how Mike Nichols worked. He would just step in, look at the show, and say that whole thing—it's gone. It's gone. So, okay, yeah, we need yeah. Mike Nichols to redo home home uh, reno shows. Okay, can we just take that stuff out? Just okay. Overnight, they they demo it out, but we're not getting anything from that. Okay, mm-hmm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Well, you describe this as a rant, and this yes. is just like the world's most gentle complaint about. Okay. Oh, you are. I was trying to like just hold back. Okay. No, you don't. I mean, I thought it was going to be ahead of steam, but in, in true Julie fashion, it's just a very gracious small complaint about. No, it's a big complaint, Leanne. I can't wait. I, I, desp- I, I said the word despise, Leanne. Okay. Despise demo days. Okay. Okay. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Julie, I don't think I'm alone. Okay. I want you then to turn your attention over to Netflix to marriage or mortgage. <laughs> oh, trust me on this. They, they that's a fantastic up, title. Isn't it? They have yeah. set up the premise where you could either have a giant expensive wedding or buy a house. Mm, so okay. the two experts are a wedding planner and a real estate agent. Those are quote the experts like those that. <laughs> so I think you're going to enjoy it because okay, they want idea- what's best for you. Both of those people just want what's best for you. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievably, not everybody picks mortgage, which is <laughs> just shocking. Mm-hmm. So I think there are no demo days involved in that. Julie. Okay. Just thank that's you. a Netflix okay. step. That's right. a Netflix step. All right. We have to save our voices for our giant performance on Sunday. Uh, when we do that, you know, um, that we do that musical number at the end, I think it's going to surprise people, frankly. <laughs> yeah. The dancing is really going to surprise them. Mm-hmm. From Spamalot. The finale from Spamalot. <laughs> so uh, one day more, I thought. I thought we were doing. <laughs> oh. oh, my oh, God. I that see. would be dramatic. Oh, oh. Too bad we're not better. I got to rethink what I'm wearing on Sunday if we're going to be singing one day more at the end. Okay. All right. Uh, we would like to thank our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio, for always making it sound great. A big thanks to our graphic designer, Emily Loudermilk, who does the graphic designs for our show and makes everything seem much more fun than we did. Uh, a big thanks to our advertisers this week and thanks to you for supporting them. It really is what allows us to keep the show on the air. Uh, all right. On our to-do list, I mean, it's all Sunday related, basically. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was assigned blue as my top color. Uh, so I need yesterday when we divvied up what color are we wearing Uh so i have to find a fresh blue topper i think i'm gonna i feel like everybody else was really dressing up and i thought i better go get something fresh for this so that's i think it's a corset for you leanne corset corset (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't put it over the t-shirt, whatever you do. It's just the corset if you're going to wear it. Okay. All right, Julie, what's on your to-do Okay, list? I'm working on my hair. Okay, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's going to be my big project this week. To, uh, you know, pull it together with a cut, you know, get it, get it, to, get it ready for the big night. All right. And Liz, how about you? Well, inspired by Mike Nichols, sisters, I've been thinking a lot about set design. And um, it's hard. My initial instinct, like, I can't get there. It's in my living room down the stairs. So that's, yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm quite ready for that. So I am going to restore the original set for Cooking with Liz. And um, because that's what Mike Nichols did when he brought back Death of a Salesman with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow. Wow. On Broadway, Joy, right? Wow. <laughs> he, got the original, he got the original set. Like, that's unbelievable that that even, anyway. So, yeah. So I thought people are used to seeing me on the Cooking with Liz set. So I'm just going with that. So I have to figure out how I'm going to do that on my crutches, like move a few things around. So right. I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm just I'm mainly thinking 20 years, you're still not finishing all your sentences. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we Bye. know where you're going. That's okay. Okay. Hi. We're the Satellite Sisters. Uh, really, tickets still available for Sunday. Go to satellitesisters.com. We can't wait to see you all there. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.